Welcome to the Iron Society podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Iron Society podcast. I'm Cody Chapman here along, as always, with Nick Milligan. Nick Milligan. Nikki M. Nikki no, M. No, <laughs> never. Your daughter asked me about that the other day. She's like, hey, what's that nickname you call my dad that he doesn't like? And I was like, Nikki M. She's like, yeah, that's it. Uh, and I said, yeah, don't don't say that to your dad. I'm going to wait till we're off camera before I hurt you. I know. Your gun's right there. Like, right well, that's, the side. that's a bit extreme, <laughs> but I need to be careful. Anyways. Maybe um, pistol whip you with it. Maybe pistol whip you. <laughs> Um, well, hey, today we're talking about something that um, I personally, I think every man goes through some of this at all points in their life. Like if you can avoid all three of these for the rest of your life, I, I don't know. We'd love to have you on. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to <laughs> yeah. interview you. But today we're talking about the three ways that the enemy keeps men off the path and away from their power, potential and purpose. That's a lot of peas. I used is. to be a pastor and I used to preach all the time. That's why. Right. You just said two it's, more pieces. Right. Yeah. I do. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just, it's just in me. It's who I am. So, because there are ways that the enemy keeps men off the path mm-hmm. and away from their power, purpose, and potential. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you stay on the path as a man, the path you're supposed to be on and you are walking in your power, your purpose, and your potential, you're a dangerous dude. To, you're a dangerous dude to darkness, hell, and the enemy. Yeah, if you figure out how to persevere, throw yeah, another P. There's another P. Let's go. <clears throat> you know, and stay on that path, and making the course adjustments along the way, right? Staying on the right path. You yeah. know, when that thing forks and you've got options and you choose wisely and yeah. stay on the course that you know God's got you on, that's that's a, a weapon to be used for sure. Yeah, because ultimately I think every man needs to be an asset to heaven and a threat to hell. Every single day of their life. Heck yes. And I think if you stay on the path and you are walking in your power, purpose, and potential, you are walking as an asset to heaven and a threat to hell. I like it. And I'm not just talking like a threat to hell like you got a squirt gun, right? Because I've already heard people like, I'm, I'm so excited, I'm going to charge hell with a squirt gun. I'm like, right, good luck with that. Um, but, I mean, the impact that you can have in your life and on this planet for the kingdom of God, if you're walking on the path with purpose in your potential and in the power that God has given you, you're going to, you are going to lead your family well and make disciples. Mm -hmm, You are mm -hmm. going to have a lighthouse marriage. You are going to develop leaders and sharpen other men around you. You're going to reach people with the gospel. Yeah. If you're not doing that, all of those things are hindered. End of story. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, we're, we're first and foremost charged to lead our families, right? And if we're not doing those two basic things, our wife and our kids to lead them well, to love them well, to point them to Jesus. Well, what, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Like you're not on the path. Yeah. And, well, and it's, you're actually on, <laughs> well, I would say you are doing one of these three things that we're going to talk about. There you go. Um, so let's just start with the first one. Hit it. Right. So the first one, the first way that the enemy keeps you off the path and away from your power, potential and purpose 
is that he keeps you unaware and ignorant of all of those things. Mm -hmm, And what mm -hmm. I mean by that is this. He keeps you unaware or ignorant to the power that you possess, the potential that you have laying dormant inside of you that God put in there, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, Mm -hmm. and the purpose that he's calling you to. In the Iron Society, we just went through a whole three weeks of what it means to be a son of God and unlocked from the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. Like, what does that robe that the prodigal father gives to his son mean scripturally, biblically, symbolically? What does the ring mean? And what what do the sandals mean? Mm -hmm. And so many of the dudes were like, I have never heard this before. This is a game changer for me. But what it really did, I think, in their soul and in their mind is it unlocked Oh my goodness, I have access to this power now. Mm-hmm. I have this authority. Mm-hmm. I have these rights as a son of God. Mm-hmm. Before that, the enemy was keeping them unaware and ignorant of those things. Mm-hmm. So they walk through life almost like just assuming you're powerless and that you can't lead your family. You can't say no to temptation. You can't overcome addiction. You can't do these things because he's keeping you unaware and ignorant of it. And if he can keep you unaware and ignorant, of, of everything you have access to, he's going to win. Yeah. He's going to win. Your, your soul may still go to heaven, but the impact you have here on earth, it's going to, it's going to be impotent. Was it Hosea? Who was quoting the call last night? Hosea, yeah. uh, for something I want to say, uh, my people are destroyed because of lack of lack knowledge. Of knowledge. Yeah. That is pretty clear. Yep. Right. We yeah. need knowledge. We need to gain wisdom and insight, allowing us to tap into the potential that like you say, is already in us. The yep. Holy Spirit's already alive and well, same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And we can tap into that and yeah. you, you utilize that for our good and his glory. Yeah. And, and here's how you know, here's how you know if you are unaware or ignorant. Here's how you know. Right. Okay, this is like the diagnosis of it because I talk to dudes, we have almost 400 guys in the private uh, Iron Society Facebook group. Right. Right. That you can, if you want to, I'll, I'll try to remember to put the link in the show notes here. Uh, you can go join for free. And I we do live trainings every Thursday. It's great. It's a great group to be a part of. So many dudes that I talk to, they come in and they're like, I'm just struggling with this. It's been a struggle forever and blah, 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 blah. And I just, I try this. I try that and all that. And at the end of the day, when I hear guys talking like that, because it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks, yep. right? I can see from their words. I'm like, dude, you're living a weak, powerless life as a son of God. You follow Jesus, but you you don't understand that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Yeah. And I can just tell by how you're talking and how you're carrying yourself. They come across unaware defeated. and ignorant. Yeah. They come across defeated instead yeah. of living out of the victory that Christ has already won. Yep. Right? I mean, that, yeah. that's the reality of. We, we are trying to do this on our own volition, our own strength, our own accord, like, and yet... We, we are on the side that's already won already, but we don't act like it. Yeah. Way too often. And, and this is actually why when men join the iron society brotherhood, the first thing you do, and you've heard us talk about it a thousand times and we'll continue to talk about it a million times. Mm-hmm. This is why the first thing we have them do is their identity code, mm-hmm. defining mm-hmm. who they are, what they value and how they will show up. Because it's not just writing lines that are positive and encouraging that kind of can pump you up in the morning. You're actually like you are putting pen to paper and putting words to the power that you are going to walk in. Yeah. The purpose that you are called to and how you're going to pursue that purpose and who you are. You're putting pen to paper and defining your power, your potential and your purpose. Mm-hmm. And when you read that to yourself every morning, like all the guys in the Iron Society do, 
every single day you're starting the day off not being ignorant and unaware of who in the world you are and what you have access to. So if you're listening to this or watching this and you find yourself in that place where it's been years or decades of struggling in your marriage, struggling to try and kill this addiction, struggling to fight this battle, all of these things, I would say you're unaware and ignorant of the power that you actually have. And because of that, you're not walking in your potential and purpose. 100%. Um, and it's, it doesn't have to be that way. Nope. Let me just tell you that. It does not have to be that way. I know, and, and sadly, there are, there are groups of people at churches that it's just all about, like, as a Christian, your life should just be one big suck fest mm. because the Bible says we share in the sufferings of Christ. Sure. Gosh, dang it. Sure. You know, and because of that, your whole life should be suffering. Yes, there is suffering involved. My goodness, I get it. But, like, we're not on the losing team. Right. It's not like you can't put points on the board. Right. Right. If your whole life is massive suffering, either, man, God has put a special call on your life that, good Lord, I'll pray for you. Um, but I, I think God's kids are supposed to live in victory. And, and and living in victory doesn't always look like things are going your way. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If you see the end of a sports game and you see the end score, you can reverse the tape and you can see moments where it looks like the team that won was losing. Sure. Right. Just because you're, you know, we're going to win doesn't mean you, the score doesn't look lopsided at some point. Right. Right. But living in a way where you're like, the score is always going to be lopsided. No, I like that. It's going to be hard. Yeah. No, it's good. Cause, cause throughout a game, take football, for instance, some play goes wrong, right? Someone runs a wrong route, makes a Uh mistake, right? And a turnover happens. That's not good. Like that, those, those are huge deals to where you could assume potentially like, oh man, this is not looking good for that team. Like, this this likely won't end well, you know, yeah. and yet that was just one play. Yep. One person on one play. You surround yourself with a team who can function together yep. and move with a purpose. All of a sudden, anything's possible. Yep. I've seen so many great comebacks. Yeah. And this is why it's so important. And we've talked about it before on a previous episode, why your environment matters so much. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. we see this in the Iron Society all the time. If a guy starts to become unaware, ignorant of who he is, and we see it by what he posts... Guys call him out on it and yeah. remind him of who he is and what he's called to. Right. And But if you surround yourself with a bunch of dudes that are all unaware and ignorant, you're going to have the biggest spiritual pity party on planet Earth. And you're just going to struggle through life. And your marriage is going to suffer because of it. Your children are going to suffer because of it. You're going to suffer because of it. And it doesn't have to be that way. Hey, one last thing before we finish this episode. How would your life change If you had a band of brothers around you at all times that can encourage you, that could challenge you, that would pray for you, and they would call you to being all that God has created you to be. My guess is your life would be different in every single way. You as a man would be better. Your marriage would be better. Your relationship with your kids would be better. And you would finally start to win and thrive as the man of God that you are. So if that sounds like something you would want to do, I want to offer you a free two-week trial inside the Iron Society Brotherhood. Go ahead and head on over to ironsociety.co slash free trial and you can get in the brotherhood for two weeks to see how it can absolutely change your life. No, you can write your legacy. A hundred percent. Well, I, I, 
I would even say you are writing your legacy. Uh, yes. <laughs> like for better, you, or for worse, for better, or for worse. You're yes. writing that sucker uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's the first way that men um, allow the enemy to rob them of their power, purpose and potential. Now, what's the second way? The second way is he keeps you distracted, keeps you distracted. Personally, I feel like this is the one that I even have struggled with the most over mm-hmm. my life because I can be very squirrel brained with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably have undiagnosed ADHD or ADD or something. I think most of us do. Well, probably. And or that's just called being male. Or that's just called yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, or it's a high achieving mindset, and I'm just always thinking of ideas mm-hmm. or things to do, right? Um, but if if the enemy can keep you distracted. That with all kinds of things. Now, there's the third one is very, very similar to distraction, but it's it's a different level of it. Mm-hmm. But distraction has to be one of the things that most men deal with and and allow in their life because and you said it before the before we pressed record, most distractions are good things. They certainly can be. I think, I think a, a lot of them are, you know, you can, you know, obviously we're mandated to be the head of our household and provide and protect. And so we're intentional about working that job and making, you know, life as good as possible for our family. Right. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you can get so focused on that. So hyper-focused on that and take on so much work, but it's, but it may not be the work that you really need to be doing. There's a difference between being busy, right. And being productive yes you know to be efficient to be actually obtaining the goals set before you that you know are going to help set you up for the future and then then there's just being busy just reacting responding to all the things that were coming at you saying yes to way too much because in part because go back to number one because you're unaware and ignorant of where you should be headed right you don't know what the goal is you don't know what the mission is this adventure that you are on you're just a kite in a hurricane. Yeah. Whereas you need to be a focused, you know, instrument, you know, flying flying a plane, you know, with your instruments, knowing exactly where you're at and where you need to get. Yeah. And I would and I would to to touch on and piggyback on what you're talking about, in particular with being distracted with making a living, right? Because I, I know that in the world we live in today, with inflation being where it is and just the economic instability and fear in a lot of people Mm -hmm. a lot of men can go into this mindset of well i just need to get mine while i still can and head down and all that which part of that is wise and righteous yes right but what i would say is this don't become so busy making a living that you forget to make a life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that is where a lot of men where this is and i think the difference between the distraction that we're talking about here in the third one, I do think that the third one we're going to talk about is a negative destructive form of distraction and distraction can be a really good thing. But when you become so hyper-focused on it, because it's a good thing, you have every excuse in the world to let it distract you. Sure. Cause I, Hey, I got to pay the bills. Yeah. I got to do this. I got to do that. And yes, you do. But there, there is a certain level at which that thing becomes the God you are serving mm-hmm. and, and ultimately you end up putting yourself on the throne because what you're saying is, 
specifically with income and finances, I don't trust you enough, God, to provide for me. So I'm going to work extra time, double time, overtime, triple time, every single time I can, being away from my family, being away from my calling, being away from my purpose, because I don't, I ultimately don't trust you to provide. Mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. now, again, I know this can be a very touchy topic because there is a lot of nuance to it. Sure. Right. There are a lot of people that are listening to this. You work your butt off and you still have trouble putting groceries on the table, yeah. making sure bills, are all paid, types of different situations right? and realities out there. Yeah. But, and this is only one way of getting distracted with work. You could go to the other extreme, right? You got the guy who's not working like he should be. Yeah, because he's too busy the effort in. being a video game player or Wh- something. Whatever it is, whatever distraction he's managed to put in front of himself, video games or, or, or whatever, he's just not motivated to really get after it as he should be. Yeah. Right? And there's a, there's a balance there. There's a dichotomy between the two for sure. I like what you said. You know, there's difference. How is it, uh, b- busy versus being... Um, uh, you said, well, you said busy yeah, versus productive. productive. You said something else. Oh, to live your life. Oh, don't get so busy making a living that you forget to make a living. Thank you. That's what it was. I think that's beautiful in that it's a good reminder for all of us because you can do the opposite by being so distracted with the things that, yeah, they might be enjoyable or whatever, but you're not productive enough. And yeah. thus, you're not going to be able to have a life that is, you know, enjoyable yeah. to a certain extent, right? Because those that while you might be enjoying your time in the moment, you're setting yourself up for failure in the near future. Yep. Right. By not being productive. Yeah. And, and ultimately I think again, this is why one, this is one of the things that the enemy does to keep you away from your power, purpose, and potential is he will use anything he can to keep your eyes off of where you should be going. And, and he will, he will make it very, very real to you in any way that he can um, to to use fear and doubt in order to keep your eyes off of what ultimately the Lord is calling you. Like just a guy this morning in the Iron Society just posted, hey, I'm so thankful for my job, um, but it is an incredibly toxic workplace. And I really feel like God is calling me to something different that has more kingdom impact, mm, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when I see a guy say that, I'm like, dude, you're on the edge of unlocking something mm-hmm. Be- because not that there's a difference between the secular and sacred when it comes to work, mm-hmm. right? Like you, could you still be a light and share the gospel in your toxic work environment? Absolutely. You absolutely can. Um, but at the same time, if you are just so distracted with making a living and just, oh, well, this is my job. Maybe God does have something else for you. Like this guy is starting to unlock, but because you're so distracted you're never asking the Lord for it. Right. And so it would even be something I ask you. When was the last time you sat there and asked the Lord, Hey, dad, can you show me where I'm distracted and where I'm not pursuing the purpose and potential that you placed in my heart back when you were knitting me together in my mother's womb? Mm-hmm. Can you show me those things? When was the last time you ever asked that question of the Lord? It's good. Right. And, and I would guess for most of us, probably never or a really long time. And why is that? Because you've been so distracted. You've been so distracted with good things, good things, paying the bills, doing, getting up and getting after it. Right. But do we ever slow down and just ask the Lord, God, what, what, what do you want me doing? Right. And luckily like the Lord did that for me. Gosh, I mean, he's done to me a lot, but I mean, gosh, maybe 10 months ago now where 
10 months. Yeah. 10 months ago mm-hmm. when through my wife, I mean, Lord bless her. Um, we're sitting down a date night and she's like, Hey, you know, you're selling software for this company. Um, before like being a firefighter was like the ultimate for you. And now that that's gone, um, what do you want to do with your life? What is, what is God calling you to? Because I know you well enough to know the ultimate calling on your life is not selling software for a tech company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I told her, I was like, I want to build men of God to dominate life. And, and I want, I want to go full-time with the iron society and pour the rest for the next 50, 60 years of my life into other men. Yeah. And she just looked back at me and she goes, so do it. And I said, thanks, babe. Roger that. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and, and it was in that moment where like the distraction of, and it, it was, it was distracting me because I, I have six kids. Yeah. Like I have a lot of responsibility and a lot of food to fricking buy and like a lot of house to pay for and a lot of gas to pay for and all those things. And this job was had great benefits, good pay, um, relatively low stress in general, you know, um, and it was distracting me. And luckily, my wife was the one that asked me the question to snap me the heck out of it. Um, and, and we have to either have men in our life, have a wife that has enough guts to ask or let this be your freaking sign to ask the Lord, hey, how am I distracted right now? And am I pursuing the purpose and the potential that you've placed in me. Yeah. I think it's really easy to be content to be comfortable. Oh yeah. You were for all basic purposes, comfortable. hundred percent. Like things were okay. Yeah. They weren't, nothing was an emergency. Yep. Things were covered. Life could have continued to exist just fine the way you were doing it. Yep. Right. But like I say, and good on Steph for going, Hey, is this, is this it? Yep. We're going to get back to the rest of this episode in just a moment. But first, I had a question for you. Have you taken the 28-Day On-Purpose Husband Challenge? The 28-Day On-Purpose Husband Challenge is a challenge and devotional that I wrote six years ago for men. And thousands of men have now gone through the 28-Day On-Purpose Husband Challenge and have absolutely transformed their marriage. Every day comes with a devotional written specifically for you as a man to deepen your relationship with God and a challenge that you can do every single day to make your marriage even better. To go get your hands on a copy, head on over to ironsociety.co slash store and grab your book today. Now let's go ahead and jump into the rest of this episode. Is this... Is this what God would have you do for here on out? Like, is yep. there, is there more? Yep. And I think, I think the, the response that the guy could have is, Hey, aren't I doing enough? Yeah. And that's kind of that knee jerk reaction would have you, but at least you had the wherewithal to ponder and consider and pray about and really think through. And, but, but I have a feeling you already knew in your heart what oh. exactly what you wanted to do, but absolutely, but there's there's a little bit of trepidation there, right? There's a little bit of fear of the unknown. Like, can I actually do this? Will yep. this actually work? Will, will people follow? Will people listen? Will, will there be the income to support my family? Mm-hmm. Right? Like there's, there's all these things that I would argue in part is the enemy coming in and speaking lies, yep. right? Giving sowing seeds the doubt, Yep. you know, and at the end of the day, you've got to be able to be in a place in your walk 
and your trust and faith in God and what his promises are for you to step out in faith and go, no, we're, I'm doing what God told me to do. Yeah. Come heaven or hell. Here, like, yep. here we go. Yep. And, and that's what we've done. And Lord's blessed it. Right. Cause I mean, he, he, he values obedience over sacrifice and I mean, I just believe where God guides, he provides. So I'm just going to keep trusting him. There you go. So good. are you distracted? Ask that question. Now, number three, this one gets a little deeper and it's very similar to distraction, but I would say everything in this category is very more, much more destructive than general distractions and because self-sabotaging and, and self-sabotaging. Yes. So first the, the enemy keeps you unaware and ignorant. The second one, he keeps you distracted. The third, he sedates you and he sedates you through your own volition. Right. And, and let me, let, I want to be very clear about what I would call sedation. First of all, what is sedation? Sedation is a medical thing that you do to basically make a patient non-responsive, sure. right? You sedate them so you can go into surgery and they're not going to feel it. They're not going to hear anything. Gonna fight back. They're not going to fight back. Right. And, and it is the most beautiful picture of how the enemy keeps us sedated. Yeah, there's really no will involved anymore. No, at that it's point. just, he sedates you and you're, you're as good as dead at that point. In a lot of ways. And this is, here's how guys sedate themselves. They sedate themselves with porn, with masturbation, with alcohol, with drugs, with gambling, with video games, um, with extramarital affairs, with flirting with other women, all of these things. And, and the, per the reason you are sedating yourself is because the pain of realizing that you're not living your purpose and potential is so much and you don't want to face it. So you just numb yourself and sedate yourself. And that way you can't fight. You can't fight. And yeah. it's just, hey, if I'm sedated, I'm just in this comatose state spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, and I'm unable to fight, and I'm just laying here, right? And that, ultimately, I think the, the enemy, and I called, we, we called this the three stages because the, these, I believe this is a linear progression mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. how the enemy keeps you away from this. He'll first keep you unaware and ignorant, and then if you become aware, he'll try to distract you because he, now he knows you know, and he'll try and throw all kinds of crap to distract you. And then if he can't, if he can't keep you distracted long enough, because distraction can be short termed, he will try and sedate you and take you out of the game completely. Yeah. I think shame and condemnation come to mind. Yeah. When I hear oh, this, for sure. because I think that's what in part, some guys are trying to avoid, right? They, they become aware, right? And yet they know they've fallen short and they don't know how to fix it. Yeah. Or, or they're too ashamed to even start trying to fix it because they, they realize the damage that they've done. Yes. Right. And so that's a difficult thing to admit. And it's a difficult process to get back on the horse, so to speak, and, yeah. and, and get back after it. Right. And to admit that you need help, yep. um, that you, you know, have failed and, and ultimately need to rise up. But there's that condemnation that's coming at you, the attack that, that those lies of the enemy, the doubt that's being sowed in you to go, well, you haven't been able to do it thus far. What makes you think you can do it now? Yeah. Right. And so this, this, this continued just doubt and self destruction mode starts to happen yeah. and it's hard to get out of that cycle. Yep. Right. And, and I'll tell you how to get out of it. It's actually super simple. Everyone thinks it's a, it is a big grandiose process. It is not. You make one decision and you're out of it. That's it. You make one decision to 
ask for forgiveness and ask the Lord to start taking another direction. It, that is it. You watch all through scripture, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people that have been sedating themselves, people that have just been in the, I mean, you talk about like the demonic possessed people that are in chain. You talk about everybody, everyone. Yeah. One encounter with the Lord can change it all. Yeah. Don't allow the enemy to make you think that this is some like, oh, I have to go through penance and I have to pay. The, I, I have to do this, that. No, 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 no. That is not how it works with the Lord. Thank God that's not how it works with There's the Lord. There's no condemnation There's in no Christ. There's no condemnation. And the prodigal son is the greatest example. Yep. Hey, dad, I'm not going to wait for you to die. Want your inheritance. I'm going to take it. I'm going to go squander it all and all kinds of crap. I get to the point where I wasted it all because I was sedating myself. Uh-huh. And I'm and the thing about the prodigal son, he's like, I'm not even worthy to be called your son anymore. Make me one of your hired servants. Yeah. The father doesn't even dignify that with a freaking response. If yeah. you Go ahead and read it. Luke 15. The father never replies to his son's ridiculous statement of mm-hmm. make me one of your hired servants. Mm-hmm. He doesn't respond to it. The way he responds is he says, hey, everybody, hey, all you other servants, this is my son. So I need you to go get the best robe. I need you to go put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Doesn't even dignify this like, you know, self-deprecating statement his son made right. with a response. Right. He responds with grace. And that's why I say if you are in this place of you feel condemnation, you feel shame, all of that, that is from the pit of hell. That is not from heaven. That is not from your father. And it's one decision. That's it. Now, after that decision, there are decisions you make ongoing Certainly. to continue that. But the turnaround point, that repentance, it's one decision. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. it. Once forgiven, always forgiven, right? Always. I mean, Christ came to die for us and giving us eternal life. And that substitutionary atonement of his righteousness given to us, we are made clean before God. Yes. We can stand before God without any shame, without any condemnation, knowing that Christ paid it all yep. in full. Yep. Yeah. Done deal. Done deal. And so this is the last thing I'll say, because we're almost out of time before the camera stops recording, sure. which we need to get a camera that can record longer. Be- I feel like 29 minutes is... We're like more 40 minute type people, you know, but I'm watching the countdown now. Check. So um, maybe we continue this conversation next week or the week after or something. But um, if you are ready to make that decision and be like, you know what, I need to turn stuff around. You need to get your butt in the Iron Society because I'll tell you, 99% of the guys that joined, they got to this sedated point and knew and knew it. And part of their turning point was saying, hey, I need to be surrounded by brothers and I need a path to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you can go to ironsociety.co slash free trial. We're giving away two week free trials so you can actually see what we're all about and how we operate. Um, but you need to you need to make a decision and get changing. End of story. So, Indeed. all right. Until next week, we'll catch you later. Out. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.